Hello, this is Veronica from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 6th of October. The central government today appointed Delhi High Court Judge Justice Dinesh Kumar Sharma to head the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act Tribunal, which will review the five-year ban on Popular Front of India. The tribunal will educate on whether there is sufficient cause to declare the organization unlawful. Last month, the National Investigation Agency had conducted raids on several members of the PFI across several states. Hundreds of PFI workers and members were detained, accused of terror funding, among other charges. On 28th of September, the central government banned the PFI for five years under the UAPA. A notification of the government had accused the outfit of being involved in violent terrorist activities. The notification also claimed that some members of the outfit were leaders of the banned outfit, Students' Islamic Movement of India, and had links with the Jamaat-ul-Mujahideen Bangladesh, a terror group. Scroll reported, While the PFI awaits its fate, so do two Muslim men who were arrested by the Uttar Pradesh police, which claimed that the two were active members of Ansar Ghazwat-ul-Hind, which is the alleged affiliate of the Al-Qaeda in India. Police have alleged that Minhaj Ahmed and Musiruddin were planning to unleash terrorist activities before 15th of August in different cities of the state, including Lucknow. To know more about the case against the two men, read my colleague Akanksha Kumar's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Two Muslim Men Face Trial for Al-Qaeda Links in UP. What's the Evidence? We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. The National Commission for Women said today that it will send a notice to Congress leader Udit Raj for his statements on President Draupadi Murmu. On Wednesday, Raj had said on Twitter that no country should get a president like Murmu. He said this after Murmu had made a statement saying that Gujarat produced 76% of the country's salt during her visit in the state. His comments had drawn sharp responses from the BJP, as party spokesperson Shehzad Poonawala called the Congress leader's language unacceptable. Poonawala had asked if the Congress endorsed such an insult of Adivasi Samaj. Sambit Patra had called Raj's comments indecent, sad and worrying. The NCW chairperson, Rekha Sharma, said that Raj's comments were a highly objectionable statement against the supreme power of the country and a woman. She went on to call for Raj to apologise for his derogatory and insulting statement. Raj later said that his statement on Murmu was his and had nothing to do with Congress. He also said both he and Murmu are SCST representatives. Listeners, before I continue with the news updates, Do join us for the 6th edition of the Media Rumble, which is hybrid this year. We are holding virtual sessions from 6th to 8th of October. Offline sessions will be held on 14th and 15th of October at the India Habitat Centre in New Delhi. The speakers include leading news professionals, tech innovators, filmmakers and writers such as Sophie Zhang, Kanchan Gupta, Sucharita Tyagi, H.R. Venkatesh, Meena Kotwal and R.J. Saima. To register and for more details, visit themediarumble.com. 
Punjab Chief Minister Bhagwant Mann today expressed grief over the death of a Sikh family who were kidnapped in the US early this week. On Monday, four members of an Indian origin family, including an 8-month-old child, were kidnapped from a trucking company in Northern California. The child, her parents and her uncle were found dead in an orchard on Wednesday. The three adults were identified as Jasdeep Singh, Jasleen Kaur and Amandeep Singh. One suspect, identified as Jesus Manuel Salgado, was taken into custody by the police. The suspect had reportedly tried to kill himself and is undergoing treatment at a hospital. The Punjab chief minister appealed to external affairs minister S Jay Shankar to conduct a high level probe into the case. Shirumani Akali Dal chief Sukhbir Singh Badal also condoled the deaths and asked Jay Shankar to take up the issue of safety of Indians in the US with the country's authorities. The Central Drugs Standard Control Organization or CDSCO has launched a probe into claims by the World Health Organization that four India-made cold and cough syrups are linked to 66 deaths among children in Gambia. The WHO in its alert said the syrups had potentially caused kidney injuries among the victims. The four cough syrups have been identified as promethazine oral solution, Cofex Malin baby cough syrup, Macoff baby cough syrup and Magrip and cold syrup. They were reportedly exported to Gambia by Maiden Pharmaceuticals Limited based in Haryana. The Gambia government has since suspended the use of all paracetamol syrups and has urged people to use tablets instead. In a statement, the Indian government said the CDSEO has taken up the matter with the concerned state regulatory authority under whose jurisdiction the drug manufacturing unit is located. A detailed investigation was launched to ascertain the facts or details in the matter in collaboration with the state drugs controller in Haryana, it added. Maiden Pharmaceuticals Limited reportedly had a license by the state drug controller for the syrups. It had manufactured and exported the products only to Gambia. Today, External Affairs Minister S Jay Shankar met with New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern in his first visit to the country since he became External Affairs Minister. Jay Shankar tweeted that he had discussed deepening the bilateral cooperation between the two countries. He added that he and Ardern had agreed on encouraging greater business collaboration and people-to-people exchanges. Jay Shankar will be joining Ardern in felicitating members of the Indian community for their exceptional achievements and contributions today. The minister also spoke with his New Zealand counterpart Nanaya Mahuta. He said India and New Zealand have a particular responsibility in forging a post-colonial order. The Nobel Prize for Literature was awarded to French author Annie Ernaux. The Swedish Academy said that the award was given to Ernaux for the courage and clinical acuity with which she uncovers the roots, estrangements and collective restraints of personal memory. The Swedish Academy said that they concentrate on literature and literary quality and not current affairs. In her writing, Ernaux consistently and from different angles examines a life marked by strong disparities regarding gender, language and class. The Academy said Ernaux is known for her autobiographical books covering issues such as abortion. At least 34 people including 22 children have died in a school shooting attack in Thailand today. The gunman was reportedly ex-police and shot himself after the attack. The school is located in the northeastern province of Nong Bua Lamphu. Police said that children as young as 2 years old were killed in the shooting. In addition to the 34 people who died, at least 12 have been left injured. Local media reports have identified the man as Panya Khamrab. He was carrying guns and knives as he made his way into the center. 
He reportedly opened fire in the middle of the afternoon today. He also killed his wife and child in the shooting. He had been discharged from the police force last year due to drug-related reasons. Reuters reported, The school had around 30 children when the incident happened. A district official, Jidapa Boonsom, has said that the gunman shot at four or five staff members first. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.